Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It is episode 32, and we are back in studio. Wade, Ryan, with you on Sunday. What's up, Roop? We've, we've been better on Sundays. <laughs> it's going to be a rough Sunday. A little. You have. What do you mean? I'm fine. Yeah, you look, t- you look terrible. <laughs> uh, Wade was sick this week, so that's why we're doing a weekend show. Didn't have... Time to coordinate during the week. Stomach flu. It's real. It's a, it's a bitch. On today's show, weirdly a lot of talk to talk about. Uh, spring training just started. So game one, we're getting today because of the rain out the other day. And it's not on TV. So we don't get to watch that. We're watching uh, Lakers, Celtics in studio. Third quarter just started. Uh, so we missed out on that Vetter Cup preview game and said we're getting the Eric Lauer revenge game. He pitched today for Milwaukee against uh, the Padres. Grisham let off with a hit. Oh, did he? He yeah. got a hit? Yeah. Off a of Lauer? Yeah. Lefty, lefty? Yeah. That's pretty important going forward. That's going to be Grisham. If Grisham can do that, he's going to start like every day if he can hit lefties. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they're giving him the keys to center field though right now anyway, at least um, for the time the, being. Uh, someone gone noticeably from the roster. Do you see that video of Margot? Like tracking a, a pop up on the infield. Yeah, what was the shortstop doing? I don't. Like, it's your ball, man. <laughs> right to the shortstop. Margot was like in the infield. Uh, wind, I guess, is a thing, but that's a lot of wind. That it, it's so windy that the ball carried like was in left field and moved into shortstop. That was weird. I don't. Know. We don't need to get into that. Um, so other stuff going on in spring training. The brown spring training uniforms look amazing, don't they? They do. The big SD patch. I want the. I wanted those to be one of the alternate uniforms during the season, but for some reason they didn't go with that. I, they look amazing. I mean, can't complain about this year's jerseys at all. And the the swastika hats are gone. They went back to just like a standard brown, yellow SD hat. Like, looks great. You can't, Isn't it just the regular yeah, season? Yeah, it looks like just the regular season hat. Um, can't can't wear a swastika every day. Uh, I was hanging out with our friend. Andrew and his brother last night, his brother. So they're from Washington, DC and they were talking about these new Nats uniforms. So I was getting his impression. He's a big baseball guy. Like, what do you think of the new pottery Brown jerseys? He's like, yeah, they're okay. Just okay. Yeah. He says they're okay. Wow. And then he's like, yeah, you guys are really excited about them now, but in six months, I bet you're not excited anymore. You don't know San Diego people. (laughs) You are not prepared for what San Diego people are like um, with Brown uniforms. So anyway, today on the show, we're going to be talking about, uh, a few little things that are going on in spring training. Didn't cover the Margot trade last week with Dodger Dustin. Uh, didn't feel like Dustin was going to get the best takes for that. We mostly just covered Dodger stuff and Mookie Betts stuff. And this week with Wade back, we're going to get into that Margot deal, which cleared up the outfield 
quite a bit, just getting rid of that one guy. Myers trade talk again. We're still talking about Will Myers somehow. I don't Preller know. Hates him. I don't know why. Is it Preller or is it Fowler? Both. Maybe it's both. Foul. I think Fowler's getting fro- Fowler is getting froggy. That's tough to say five times fast. Um, and yet somehow in this deal that is being thrown around with Myers, nobody really knows what's going. Like everybody is reporting what's going out of San Diego to Boston or Cincinnati and like a potential three team deal. And nobody knows if the Padres will be getting back in this deal. And it, it appears like it's nothing. So I don't even know why this is a thing still. What does Boston even have to give anymore? People are saying Benintendi, I guess, but why would they trade Benintendi? Another corner outfielder. They just got rid of all this money. Now they can afford Benintendi. They're not trying to trade Benintendi. Um, bullpen piece. Need, need another, another one. Need another lefty uh, coming out of the arm, uh, the bullpen. Um, but first, so before we get into all that stuff, we're going to do just spring training minutia. Ty France pictured in catcher's gear. What was that all about? It has to be a prank. Prank? Why? Yeah. Will Myers could catch. Came up as a catcher. Did he really? Yeah. Did you don't remember that? that. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's like long and lanky and tall. Like he just, he's not a catcher. That's why they moved him off of it. But, yeah. Um, Ty France in catcher's gear, I think. So this is what I wanted to do with catcher. Let Mejia be like the 60% of the time catcher. Hedges 40%. And then when Mejia's in, let's say we have a lead in the eighth or ninth inning and maybe he's not due up for a while. It might not come up again. What? Bring hedges. Bring in. hedges in as the closer catcher. I, yeah. I for I I've been on this for like a year, but I'm I'm seeing it gain a little more traction lately, and I think it's a good idea, especially without the robot umpires yet. Take advantage of hedges. Whenever we go to the bullpen, hedges is just the bullpen catcher. Yeah, Tingler walks out, signals to the bullpen, and then he singles signals to the clubhouse like, "Hey, bring He's me." Just always your double switch guy. Would be the would be the signal for hedges. Like, what's the thing he could do? Some kind of strikeout. How move. do you? What's a hedge? How do you? How do you signal a hedge? Just it's got to be like a K. Like throw the H up, maybe. No, you got to throw a K out. How do you put a K up? I don't know. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> this is great. Great the H. Podcast. The H looks better. What about the H? They can really see us what we're trying to do with our <laughs> hands. It works. Uh, and then so then then you're you've used up your catchers, right? So Mejia's gone, and then Hedges would be gone in that game. And then Ty France could just be the emergency catcher. That's why he's on on the team. Is like the backup infielder, and then the emergency catcher. And you don't need to burn a spot with like Larry Torrens. I think that works. Just plays every position this season, including pitcher. That'd be pretty sweet. I'd like it. Yeah, it's a cool stat to have. We need something to get, to get the people <laughs> going. Uh, I was watching Eric Cosmer take the most the easiest infield ground ball drill I've ever seen in my life. How is he doing though? It kind of remi- like so. Our friend Austin, who has a like a two year old son, this is the drill I would expect to see Austin doing with his son, like throw it, throw other handing it to him and him like bending over and picking it up and handing it back to him. That's how basic this drill looked. Gold glove got to start somewhere. That that is that glove is so gold these days. My favorite thing now to do on Twitter is it's going to ruffle some feathers every time someone's talking about Hosmer. Is I just respond with the gif of him over. F- Overrunning that ball in the infield. <laughs> the one in Houston? Yeah. No no words, no comment. Just anytime you mention Hosmer, I'm, just, I'm posting that gif of Hosmer <laughs> overrunning the ball in Houston. The walk-off pop-up on the infield. Um, I, that's one of those plays like that I'm going to remember where I was forever when I'm telling this story to my grand. Like I know where I was. I was at our friend Michael's house and we were watching – he had like a party that day. Do you remember this? Yeah. And we were watching the game. It was one to nothing yeah. in Houston. And there was a runner on – I think it was on first. Was he on first or second? I think it was first and second. 
and it was two outs yeah. and he's running on contact and I fell to my knees. It was the most gut wrenching play I think I've ever seen in Padres history. <laughs> um, other stuff going on. Do you see the uh, MLB? I guess MLB. This is confusing to me because uh, MLB doesn't pay minor league players. The teams are responsible for it, but MLB is raising the minimum salary for minor league baseball players starting in 2021. That's according to Ben Walker and Jake Siner from AP sports. I read this article on that. It was pretty interesting. From nothing to nothing still? From Yeah, from uh, from shit to like almost shit. Like McDonald's worker? Salary. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, and it's and it's not all year either too. So it's, yeah. it's like working at McDonald's, but then you have to take six months off. Right. It's the like temporary seasonal salary. So rookie ball, we'll just run through these numbers really quick. Rookie ball and short season ball. The weekly pay goes up from $290 to $400. Class A players are going from $290 to $500. Double A from $350 to $600. And triple A from $502. It's an odd number. To $700. Yeah. Where do they come up with $502? It's like, hey, let's, let's throw an extra two in there. Yeah. That's going to go a long way. That'll pay for those like peanuts and seeds when they're in the dugout. So $700 bucks for a triple A player. It's not, not the worst. But these other guys who are younger and need the help and maybe we're not – if they're not big international signings or they're not high draft picks and they didn't get a big signing bonus, those guys are only making 400 bucks a week. I mean the AAA season is what? How long? The AAA season? Yeah. They play like 120 games, so it's shorter. And if they get inspired, invited to spring camp, they're not getting paid for it either. So it's like six months? If that's if, Yeah. So they're making like – Twenty thousand probably a year. probably five months. It's even yeah. So it's even uh, less than less, that. Even like yeah, sixteen thousand. And that's why they all have jobs in the off season. Yeah, we should talk to Antonelli about. It. You want to get Antonelli back on and go over this? Yeah, he was great. I like Antonelli, but he, I mean, he never had to because he got the signing bonus. Yeah, he had a couple million just locked up right away. Right. That'd be. I'd be kind of nervous, even with that big signing bonus. You know, maybe you have to spend three years in the minors. You have to make that money stretch if you don't want a job in the offseason. Maybe you're paying for other stuff like nutritionists or uh, strength coaches on your on your own dime in the offseason. Gym membership. Plant Fitness, $10 a month. Nice. Um, but that's all coming out of your pocket. And you have to make that last maybe a couple of years. Even if you're smart with it, that could evaporate pretty quickly if it's your only job and you're not doing anything else, you know? Right. Got to invest well. So that's paired with the fact that MLB is talking about reducing the number of affiliated baseball teams from 160 down. They're going to talk about cutting 42 of those clubs, which is interesting because so you're talking about raising the salary for some of these guys and then also firing a bunch of them. So how do you feel as a player? Like, oh, we're getting paid a little bit more, but I also might not have a job next year because now I'm one of these guys that's potentially on the chopping block. I mean, not many of those guys make it. It's kind of come to realization moment sooner. Yeah. So we had the same idea. I don't know if you're reading the show notes, but no, obviously you weren't reading the show notes because you're Wade. But I had, uh, it's, I have like a couple of different thoughts on this. And the first being is, yeah, it's good that they're making more money. It's important that these guys get paid a living wage, especially during spring training and other things where they're not getting paid. And, it's up to the clubs who are paying them. So the Blue Jays were uh, one of these at the forefront last year when they were talking about how they are going to take charge and be a leading example and pay their guys more. 
and that's that's great. Why isn't there going to be anything in the next CBA about protecting minor league players? Because all the every player in the majors came up through the minors, and maybe you'd have to do a lot of research on this. But how many of them were top draft picks, and how many got big signing bonuses? Probably not that many. I'd say the majority. You think so? Yeah, I would say less than half. I think players kind of emerge from nowhere all the time, and they don't. Maybe they're not as late bloomers as like Max Muncie, who came, who broke through when he was like twenty seven, twenty eight. That doesn't happen very often, or even Whit Merrifield kind of did the same thing. But at the same time, I think I don't think every player is a top five round draft pick. I'd say probably this is just guess eighty percent are top ten. We should look. That'd be an interesting thing to look up. How many actually? It would take a lot of work, um, but it doesn't. It's not too hard. It would just take some time. Rupert, get on that. I would love Rupert to do this and maybe just do one team, just do the Padres maybe. And how many of the Padres on the 40 man roster? We could do that pretty easily. Yeah. It's just like, are you going to, you want to do it though? No, I might do it. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, the spicy take out of all this is that cutting those 42 teams, I think is not that bad of an idea. So I don't either. I, I agree with you. Does ever, does like no other sport has this many minor league teams and giving this opportunity to so many hundreds of players like NFL doesn't have any, they have a practice squad, which is what, like a dozen guys. I think less. I think it's like 10. It's small. NBA just introduced a G league. That's one team though, of 12, 13 players. Hockey. We were just talking about, we think we don't know anything about hockey, but they have one minor league team. Maybe goals, baby. Goal up. Yeah. Squad goals. And then it's, it's, Soccer, soccer, typically they have a couple, like in Europe, a B team or in a, like a, I mean, they have the youth, they teams. have the academies yeah. um, and stuff, but those are, yeah, those are educational things. Those are, yeah, they're developmental leagues, but they're also, also that's all they have over there is soccer. They don't, they don't handball if spare me, <laughs> but that's all they, they don't have to support like basketball is not as popular. It, it, they have teams and they, they get decent crowds, but they're not, it's not NBA. It's not even close to the NBA. It's not even close to college. So baseball, cutting 42 teams, I know that's going to hurt short-term all these small towns and communities that like their teams and have invested in them. And um, But hey, if you're like – if you're in a city with a, sh- with a short season ball team, does this, this really – losing them, is that really going to impact your life? No. Like you, you can – you'll get something out. Like yeah, people are going to lose their jobs, but these are what we call unskilled labor jobs at working at the stadium, like ticket – Ticket concessions. Um, it's a pretty harsh take. Well, it's, it's not. These are kid, These are jobs for like 20-year-olds or uh, I don't know, people that have another part-time job and they do this in, during the summer. Like you can you can replace that job, I think, fairly easily. Am I, am I being too harsh there? Become the Walmart greeter instead of the ticket greeter? Yeah, why not? Go to Home Depot. Gardening section, I don't know. Water some shit. I used to be a waterer back in the day so i can say that but uh so like is that job title water it was yard crew nice yeah <laughs> sounds cooler doesn't it <laughs> um so i think getting just getting some of the riffraff out of here it's we're losing maybe what, what do you want to say like the the bottom 10 percent of the minor league these guys aren't probably making an impact if they're not high draft picks and they're not big international guys they're guys that were just barely hanging on to the dream anyway yeah. Or they're like 19 and they're struggling and they're going to stick around for a few years. Like it doesn't, I don't even think you'd be heartbroken if you were the, one of the guys cut. It's like going to a tryout for a team 
and there's a hundred guys there for 10 spots and you get cut and then, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'm not playing baseball anymore. That's just kind of how this is. It, it just makes it uh, a little harder to stick around longer than you should. That's More all. Kids might think about going NCAA route now. Yeah. And play a few years in college. To, yeah. Yeah. Um, the players that are really good anyway, this isn't, this isn't doesn't affect them, affect them at, all. at all. doesn't right. affect them. So it's just the guys that are on the fringes and losing those guys isn't going to impact anyone in baseball and it's not going to impact any of the talent at all. Um, it just impacts those communities where, I mean, who's your favorite reliever on the Padres right now? What affected him? Bednar. Yeah. I do like Ben. I want to get Bednar on or Lake Bocker maybe, but yeah, could have affected him. Maybe. Yeah. Pitching though. You always need more pitching as, as we've talked about on the show. Always need pitchers. So pitchers, especially if left-handed pitchers, are going to have no problem sticking around. So there you go. My uh, Boston Celtics plus five, six and a half is looking pretty good. Always happy when the Lakers lose. Me too. I have that bet with Dustin that they don't win 60 games this year. Not looking good. Breaking news, Wade. This important PSA pubic service announcement is brought to you by manscaped.com brand new trimmer best on the market third generation lawnmower 3.0 it's now available for purchase features include the leading cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents ceramic blade that's interesting you're a manscaping accident i have not do you do any manscaping yeah once in a while yeah i'm a once in a while guy not not regularly. It's not part of my routine. It's like not like a porn star down there. Just full. Oh, full seventies <laughs> points porn star or current porn no, star. Current. Just seal like a seal. Yeah, just waxed. Oh, definitely not. No, <laughs> I don't know how they get up and under there. You guys, they need to like have a class well, on that. Manscaped. I guess it's, it's the lawnmower three point Yeah. Optional. Millions of balls out are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Oh, I guess we just did the talk for 15 seconds thing. Call to action, Wade. Also the thing you're not supposed to read. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code believe at manscapes.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscapes.com and use code believe, B-L-E-A-V. And as always, your balls will thank you. And plums. Your plums. Great read. Thanks. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. Ad-libbing, too? Not bad. You want to do more ghost stuff, or do you want to do, uh... Did we... I think we did enough on Will Like, there's nothing to talk about with Will Myers. Yeah. Margot um, and then Dozier. Before we get into Margot, I saw on... Baseball America, who's always always looking for clicks. They did the thing where they ranked the best minor league super teams potentially for 2020. So what does that mean? So the super teams are because they're they have to predict the teams right now. They don't know who's on what team yet, but they're assuming who's going to be on what team. And it's which teams are the most stacked, basically. Does that make sense? So like with the most top prospects on it. Oh, okay. So they it would be like. All, all our studs are going to go to double A. Yeah. So the the, the, the Amarillo sod poodles. I'm struggling today. Saudis. Our Saudis were ranked potentially as the number four 
most stacked team in the minors. And it's led by Gore and Patino. Like at the top of that rotation, can you? Th- there's no better. I said this last year when they were in high A. I said Gore and Patino were the best combo of anyone in baseball. Who did they have above that team? Didn't screenshot that, but like, don't don't worry about it. I would think that team would be number one. Probably just more uh, overall no, number of prospects. I guess just uh, what am I trying to say? Quantity over quality, I would guess. So it was Gore and Patino. They're both going to start the year in double A, I'm sure. And then Trammell, who finished in double A last year, he's going to go back there, I'm sure. And then they're assuming Campuzano and Gabriel Arias get moved up from the storm. Too. What about CJ Abrams? Is he going to get moved up? Not to double A. Not yet. He could fly, though. He's really good. Yeah, you never know. Maybe a little Jason Rosario, maybe a little Tirso Ornelas at some point. That team could be really good. They left out a, lot, a bunch of guys, but um, Tramel. Make your, we talked about this. Make or break year for Tramel. So the He'll big story. It. What? He'll make it. To make. God, Kyle Kuzma's hair looks terrible. Jesus. Yeah, that's not a good look. It's like the Virginia guy last year. So the Tampa Bay Rays traded Emilio Pagan to the Padres. This is a couple weeks ago now for Manuel Margot and Logan Driscoll. I guess we gave up on Logan Driscoll pretty quickly. Former second round draft pick. I think he's Stony Brook guy. Does that sound right? No, not Stony Brook. No, Stony Brook was... That's uh, the high school. No, Stony Brook was fast outfielder. I'm blanking on his name right now. Lefty, long hair. Played center last year. Got hurt. No idea who you're talking about. Franchi Cordero? No. White dude. <laughs> it was George Mason. Uh, college guy. So who are you thinking of? Oh, Travis Jankowski? Yeah, he's Tony Brook. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, how did you describe him? White guy with long hair who got hurt last year? Yeah. Fast guy. Fast kid alive. Where is he right now? I was thinking about this on the way over. Like, where are you... Did he get picked up? By He's on a team, yeah, or in a, in a system at least. He is from Stony Brook, yeah. He, do you remember he was a first round draft pick? Yeah, that's crazy. Stony Brook made the College World Series that year, so everyone was all hyped on him. So no, I get no idea where he is. I don't know where he Just is. Take, want to take a guess for the people? I'll guess the Blue Jays. It's on the Cincinnati Reds. Nice. I was thinking about that today because I was listening to the Potter game on the way over, and. They're not on TV, so fuck was you. Was Uncle Teddy doing it? Yeah. He does all the spring training games. And Tony. And he was at uh, that tough loss last night. <sighs> the loss. I was watching that at 710 last night. That was – how'd they fall so far behind? I don't know. What the hell were they doing? I didn't start watching until the second half. We were going to try to live bet the second half because they always come back in the second. And they did come back and – just fell short. It was too bad. I was really hoping they would go undefeated, regular season at least. That would have been a really nice You're thing. Get it out of the way now, though. No, I wanted it. To, they could that lasts forever. That undefeated season that would have been really nice for them. Yeah. And instead, it's going to be a one loss. Like that's still really good. It's great, but it's doesn't have the. Now they can be the two seed in the West, though. Take over Staples. If that's what happens, then it will all have been worth it, and I'll be happy. But. Gonzaga lost two, which kind of makes makes things weird. We could have been the one seed if they yeah, kept winning. Be way he's ranked. Yeah, but we yeah, and we had the home loss too, like in conference home loss. Yeah, true. That's, would have been the one seed. 
with Gonzaga's loss. That was that sucked. Anyway, uh, I was w- listening to the game on the way over, and who was batting? Now I forgot. Uh, Logan Morrison came up to the plate. I was like, "Where? That's a throw, like, throwback name." Logan Morrison's still playing. I don't even remember who that is. Wouldn't have guessed that he was in baseball still. Spring training brings out a, a lot of guys that you thought were possibly out of the game and just popping up on random teams. Anyway, so Margot's gone. We talked about how he made some buffoonery in left field already with the Rays in his first game. Not on him, on the shortstop. On uh, Daniel Robertson. That's such a weird play. Anyway, uh, Margot leaving, people are just assuming Trent Grisham is going to be the starting center fielder. And then Franchi Cordero, maybe platoons in right with Will Myers. Or Franchi in center. Franchi probably gets a lot of time in center, but they're both left-handed, so that's kind of a prickly platoon. And then what do you do with Josh Naylor? Who's, suddenly we have a lot of lefties in the outfield. A, a team that had no lefties a couple of years ago now has Naylor, Cordero, and Grisham all in the outfield. All lefties. Yeah. So it's still it's still a little crowded with Naylor there. I think it still makes things crowded. So what was I doing here? In return. Yeah, but what did, what did I write? Emilio Pagan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I wrote. Uh, it's weird that the Rays would come back to us and get Margot and and have Renfro already on the team. So now they have two corner outfielders that were on the Padres last year, and the, the, and the Rays won 96 games last year. Right. Like, what? Why did you need Renfro and Margot? Makes no sense. Renfro, who can't hit righties, and Margot, who can't hit anyone, <laughs> and is, like, decent defensively. Renfro's... Pr- Watch them both okay. be all-stars now on the Rays. God, don't say that. <laughs> the Rays over-under for this season, I looked it up on our favorite uh, gambling site, 90 and a half wins. You take the over on that? Not with those two, if those two are your starting <laughs> If they're starting the corner. You don't want to be turning into the Padres. That's the thing you – the ni- 2019 Padres. You right. shouldn't be like, tr- trying hey, to acquire – made the playoffs. Let's go get some Padres. Hey, you know that team that won 70 <laughs> games last year? Let's go get those two starting outfielders and throw them in the corner. So that was weird. Margot still only 25. You and I still liked Margot. We wanted to give him a chance this year to, yeah. to be the center fielder. That's not going to happen. Grisham, people are trying to make Grisham a thing now. Nobody really – people are just assuming Grisham's going to be good. I don't know why because he, he was okay last year. The only thing I really remember him doing last year other than being for like mediocre was the play that he overran in right field. Letting the Nationals Juan win Soto's base hit that turned into the, the game winner for Washington. Yeah. Didn't Juan Soto get thrown out of third though on that play? People don't talk about that. They don't talk about it. You know why? Cause they already took had the winning <laughs> run and that run. He didn't mean anything, but yeah, way to bring that up. Um, Grisham has been, a hasn't been that great. Even it's been, it's been a short, uh, a small sample size for Grisham. But as I look this up, Nice mustache on his uh, Baseball America page. Looks great. Uh, former first-round pick, 2015, number 15 overall. Had good years in the minors, had some bad years in the minors. And then last year in 51 games, hit 231, hit six homers, stole a base, 328 on base. Just do- doesn't do a ton, and he's still pretty young. He's going to be – let's see. Uh, he's going to be – He's already 23, turned 23 in November. He's going to play all year at 23, so still very young. But it's funny how you pick and choose like when youth matters. Like, oh, he's he's only 23. He can still he can turn things around and be good. Like, okay, what about Luis Arias? 
that, that wasn't the argument for him. What about Manuel Margot, who's still only 25? Um, the youth didn't matter with him, but it does matter with Grisham. I get it. You want to look glass half empty or whatever, or glass half full. And they got Emilio Pagan, who was actually s- sent down after spring training last year. But then when he came up, he was ama- He was amazing. One of the best relievers in not just the probably the AL East, but the American League. He, he 70 innings, 231 ERA, uh, led the team in saves at 20, had 96 strikeouts in 70 innings. That's great. His whip was 0.81. Opponents hit 179 off of him. Our bullpen is stacked. The bullpen is going to be really like really good. best in baseball. Pagan, Baez pitched today, and Teddy was t- talking about how good Baez – we all know Baez is good. Gave up a dinger. Yeah, but it's spring training. True. That at-bat, it could have been just like, okay, I'm going to throw six fastballs this at-bat just to get my fastball location on point. Anyway. Someone was banging on a trash can in the dugout. You never know. Oh, don't say it. I Don't you like Baez? Baez is yep. still – I love Baez. No, maybe he's not as a starter, but – I like him a lot coming out of the bullpen and I wanted to give him a chance as a starter, but I don't think we need another fifth starter type right now. I think his value, make him a starter in a year or two. Like he's, he's got yeah, plenty he's of time. A bullpen piece right now. Um, him, Pagan, Andres Munoz, Drew Pomerantz, Craig Stammen. Craig Stammen's like the fourth or fifth guy now. And right. then maybe Adrian Morahone and then Kirby Yates. That is a stat. That's the best bullpen in the national league. No Trey. You're done with Trey? You can be in there. Okay. I don't mind him, but how many guys do you need in there? Like seven? Eight? You're going to have eight guys in the bullpen? That new rule this year, you have to pitch to three guys or finish the inning. Oh, true. So it could be harder for Trey to find work. So anyway, I think with a stacked bullpen, if anything, if the the season starts going in a weird direction, fucking Gordon Hayward just misses a bunny at at the rim. I've got... Celtics plus six and a half. Uh, it adds flexibility at the trade deadline. When you have all these relievers, maybe you can part with one of them and go get something awesome, you know? You never know. Yeah. Another young piece. Yeah. Youth matters. Youth youth matters. But it's also weird that if they're making a trade for like another 18 or 19-year-old, the window's now. Like they've clearly expressed that by getting guys like Fam. They're trying to win this year, and they're really trying to win next year. Next year is the year that they expect to probably win a wild card. Right. This year they're competing for it. Could get froggy. You never know. And then next year they're – Why not us? Why not? You want to make the shirts? Yeah, print them. Print the shirts. That's a Rosillo shout out. Anyway, the, the offense is pretty good now. I don't think it's – it's definitely not a great offense, but it's pretty good. The bullpen's outstanding. If they have a lead after the, after five, I see them pulling Lucchese, pulling Zach Davies, kind of like what – uh, Andy Green was doing last year with all those guys. Now the bullpen's so good, it makes a lot of sense to pull those guys and just let the bullpen. Right, you only need your starter going five or six. Don't you feel bad for Andy Green now that the team's way better than it was with him? It's not his. Not really. Why do people hate Andy Green so much? Just a little pushover. Yeah, but doesn't he get a chance? Doesn't he deserve one chance to work with a team that's when it's good? No. You just bring in all all new guys. It's a little pansy, and you you fire or not fire, but kind of move. Dave uh, Roberts just bossed him up. He did. Yeah, you can't have that. Dave Roberts, a little guy too. He didn't seem scared. Dave Roberts is going to take him out. Uh, Rob Ross is gone. Um, and then Darren Balsley, like he's been suffering for twenty years, and then once the team gets good, I just felt 
conflicted that all these coaches had to leave. Yeah, I don't think Balsley should have left. Bring in Rothschild, spare me. Where'd he go, Balsley? He's still in the, in the organization. He's like in charge of all the minor league pitching or gotcha. something. Something like that. Look it up. Um, so that's what's going on with that trade. Do we like that trade for Pagan? It's interesting. You're selling a guy low in Margot for a, a bullpen piece that we kind of didn't really need, but it's nice that we have him now, I guess. Yeah. I mean, could lead to future trades too, like you said. So Add some depth. P- people always want bullpen help at the yeah, trade deadline. Exactly. And this could have been it for Margot. Like if Margot had another year this year that was like last year, his trade value is gone. So this was kind of like the last chance. You're either going to buy in on Margot or you're going to have to sell him. Now is the time to sell him. And I guess they chose they wanted to sell him. Can't, can't really blame him. He hasn't really done anything. But what are you going to do? Um, before we get out of here, late breaking news today, the Padres signed in a weird move, Brian Dozier. Why did, why are they getting Brian Dozier? I didn't understand this move at all. It's like Kinsler 2.0, but like worse than Kinsler. He's, he's not good. So what, what he did, let's pull him up from last year. Uh, what's his name? Dozier. He's an all-star with the twins. What was that, like four years ago? Yeah, he had some really good years. Um, the year you were thinking of. So did Kinsler. I want to say like, yeah, <laughs> I want to say 2017. He's only 32. Yeah, 2017, he hit 271 with 34 homers. 2016, he hit 268 with 42. That was his big year, 16, hit 42 home runs. And he's kind of always been that guy that's going to low on base percentage, strike out a ton, low batting average, but hits a lot of home runs. Right. That guy's, But that guy's not valuable anymore because everybody literally can do that. So second base isn't the position that was empty hitting wise. Like it was 50 years ago. Right. And now what we have like four guys vying. Why, why they trade for jerks and Profar if you don't trust that he's going to win the job probably. And you have Ty France and you have, uh, Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. And we were reminded earlier, our boy, Greg Garcia, who's actually not bad in, in small spurts. I like him as a utility guy. So what the hell are, what's the point of getting Doge? I don't understand. And then the counter argument was, was it to like block him from going to another team in the West? He's not good enough to, that, for that to matter. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And you're going to sign him. It's a minor league deal, but they sign, they, they're not signing him to bolster the minors. They signed him in the hopes that he would make the team. I'm sure that's why you sign him. You hope he makes the team, right? He's not going to triple a, or if he yeah. does, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. What did we even sign him for? I didn't even see. I haven't seen the details. Um, but the the only logic here is people were saying, oh, he crushes lefties still. He had a 900 OPS against lefties last year, which is really good. 118 at-bats, seven home runs, had a 375 on base. Okay, he crushes lefties. Cool. Really low chase rate too. Thanks, Dennis Lynn. Yeah, chase, no chase rates. A, that, no idea what that stat is. Huge stat these days, chase <laughs> rates. It's how often you swing at balls outside the zone. Yeah. He's top 10 in chase rate or lowest. Lowest. 10. The best at not chasing. Right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, him and Fam. Fam was also really good at it last year. Cool. So we signed a guy to be a platoon, le- only hits lefties option at second base. That was Renfro last year. Why did we get rid of Renfro? Renfro's the same player. Put Renfro at second. Crushes lefties. You're getting him just to be a bench bat off a bat off the bench versus lefties. It doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Profar's uh switch hitter. Ty France is left-handed. 
Like what? Or I mean, right-handed. Yeah. What are? Why are we? I don't. I don't get this. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, we'll roll the dice. What could? I, no, I. Wh- he all he could do is clog up second base more. We have four options at second base already. I just don't. I don't understand why. I don't get it at all. Okay. Crushes lefties though. Great e- chase rate. Elite chase rate. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're gonna get out of here then. That was it, Wade. Thanks for showing up this week. Yeah. My Tampa Bay Vipers lost last week. They were giving three points at Seattle and just lost out. I'm done betting XFL. I haven't seen one game yet. I see. I forget that they're on. It's the weekend and I don't expect football to be on and I'll just be flipping around like, oh, it's a football game. Are they on Saturday and Sunday? They're playing today, yeah. I think uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks were playing the, D- the New York Guardians and the Guardians were my squad and they were losing. Fade me in XFL. All right. Um, I did bet Boston today. We're not going to give up any picks, are we? I think we're done with picks. Yeah, no. Maybe until NBA playoffs come around. Yeah. We could do like series bets or something. Something. Maybe some March Madness. Bracket busters. March Madness. We'll get into that. I'm typically very good at March Madness. And you're almost as good as me. You're pretty good too. Thank you for listening. Please find the show's Twitter account. It's like a, a record just like s- skipped in my head there. At Fire Farm Hands. Follow us, tweet at us, complain, whatever. If you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. That was right. That was Wade. I'm Ryan. See you guys next week. Do that again? Sound check. One, two. Is this microphone on? Yeah, why do you sound different today? Maybe it's in my head. I don't know. Is it just you? Yeah, I think it's me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.